Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Healers Helping Healers radio show. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. We are going to be doing some awesome stuff today, talking about how to overcome the three biggest barriers to receiving money in your holistic practice. Now, this also goes along with just about any other healing practice as well or any other types of alternative practices, chiropractic to even some of the other ones also. I mean, there, there's really no limit here. You could even take a lot of what we're talking about and move it toward uh, even some other types of businesses as well. So this isn't limited, but we are going to be speaking about it from the angle of a holistic practitioner. My husband, Todd Schaefer, is also on the line. Hi, Todd. Hello, hello. (laughs) And we are going to help you to remove some of those blocks and think about them in a different way so that you can feel even better about allowing in that abundance so that you can help your clients own their own healing process. Thank you for joining us today, Todd. It is a pleasure to be here. I am super passionate about this. Yeah, this is a big one. And just so you guys know, those of you who are listening live, you might be listening to the recording, Todd and I have owned Arizona Hypnotherapy Clinic for the last six years here in Phoenix, Arizona. And we have done very well in our practice and our business. And we didn't start out that way. You know, it didn't, it, it seems sometimes when we look back on things and we, we forget. And I think that's a good thing sometimes that we forget what we went through in the very beginning <laughs> of being here. But it's also conducive to just seeing, okay, well, well, where were we and what did we have to overcome in order to get where we are? So we're going to look at some of those things today. Todd, what are some of, what is the first biggest barrier to receiving money that you've seen? Um, I think I, uh, the first biggest barrier is, um, um, you know, not feeling worthy of receiving uh, the money. So worthiness, I think, would be it. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I'm not, you know, having that thought process of, well, even if I do this, I'm not sure if they're going to want what I've got, or I'm afraid of, um, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be good enough, and um, or I'm going to be, I'm, I'm afraid of, uh, I, I like I can do my service, but I'm afraid of asking for the sale, you know, that kind of thing. Um, just general mm-hmm. unworthiness. And guys, you know, when we first started here, the first time that I actually worked with a client and got paid in Arizona, now I've been doing hypnosis in different parts of the country and, and that kind of thing, but ultimately I had not um, had the level of success that we found here in Arizona. So the first time that I went into the, when I went, when I, the first person that I saw when I came into Phoenix was somebody that gave me $10 for the first session. <laughs> and I remember how I felt about that. I was like, well, first it is absolutely not an equal energy exchange. Number two, I laminated it for a couple of reasons. I laminated that $10 bill to remind me never to accept $10 for another session again. Number one. Number two, I laminated it because I believed that God did not want me only just to have that, but I also trusted that God was going to bring me more. And I'll I'll tell you, you know, there were many times where I wanted to take my teeth and open up that lamination (laughs) in order to to pay for something to eat. (laughs) But I I just kept reminding myself, no, God, 
God is going to help me receive. And But there was something that I had to do in order to get through it. And I had to increase my self-worth. I had to. I had to say, okay, I, I'm going to help people and I'm also going to receive the abundance that is here for me as well and have that equal exchange. And one of the people who helped me with this to transform this for myself was, in fact, Todd, who is on the line with us now. And he was always asking me to increase my self-worth. What were some of the things that you did to help me love myself enough to ask for that sale? Todd? Uh, Well, some of the things I recommended was, um, uh, you know, writing down your prices for one. So um, if you write down your prices, like on a price sheet, for example, then you're much less likely to allow your self-worth to sort of sabotage you when it comes time to offer a price um, verbally, you know. So if you write it down, then, you know, it's going to be there and they're going to be able to see it and you're not going to spend as much time negotiating or, or allowing that self-worth to sort of sabotage and say, well, you know what, I'll, I'll immediately go down on the price so that you can, you know, to, to get them a, a, a deal, for example, you know, so that's the, that's usually the first, one of the first ways that that self-worth comes in and tries to sabotage is, is by, you know, when you ask for that sale, that that's, that that self worth feels so uncomfortable, that receiving uh, money feels so uncomfortable, that people tend to holistic business owners tend to back off and immediately want to lower themselves, hence lower their prices to help that um, person you know want to buy or to make themselves more worthy. Um, so uh, a discount doesn't necessarily mean more worthiness and it doesn't necessarily mean having um, having people buy uh, you know giving people an incentive to buy in fact there have been a couple of times in my early days of selling when I felt into that pitfall of trying to lower myself or lower a price for someone who maybe I didn't think could pay or, or whatever and that person had a lot more experience as a client uh, and said back to me, don't lower your price for me. (laughs) Like they had a really healthy self-worth and they they said, no, 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 no. Because they knew that I was new at it and that kind of thing. And this Mm -hmm. client was so great that they said, no, it's okay. Don't lower your price. That's, that's what you're worth. And I was like, wow, what a, what a great answer. Thank you for being Mm -hmm. an awesome client. That really helps me. And that was a, a wonderful lesson and it felt really really good because then it it took me right out of my own pitfall that said you have to lower your price in order to be worthy for a client to receive you so uh so that was a maybe a rare situation but a really good experience so definitely you know writing things down on a price sheet is 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 one way to not even have to worry about negotiating price prices it's like a workaround uh, so that we don't fall into that pitfall. And if you think about it, if you look at what I'm saying here, what I'm really saying is that it's just a, uh, a price sheet is a simple system to help you to not go into that particular pitfall of uh, trying to lower a price or give something away for free when it's about time to offer the sale. So that's one thing I would do. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it, it is it is much easier. The other thing that I noticed, at least in myself in the beginning, was the price point itself. If the price point was too high, I would feel uncomfortable with suggesting the sale. I would I would feel as though it was too much. When in actuality, in some cases, and I know a lot of you healers out there and those of you who might be listening, you know that what you have to offer can be absolutely life-changing, you know. And it's it's interesting to me because you can see the difference in self-worth. And, and I'll give you an example of that. I was very good at selling packages in nine, so nine packs of sessions. 
and I could sell those all day long. Todd was better at selling 12 packs, and he could sell those all day long, and he knew what he could do in that time, and I knew what I could do in, in the nine-pack time. And, but I could never, I could, and I have, of course, I was just, I wasn't natural for me to sell $1,200, right? It was more natural for me to sell below that $1,000 sell point is like 950 I don't know what it was. It, it felt better to me. It felt easier to me. And sometimes that price point does make a difference. Now, does it mean that I thought of myself as bad or not good enough? Not necessarily, but, you know, when it came down to it, the other part of it was, was how much each individual session cost. So Todd might Todd could easily sell a $200 session, but I was comfortable at 150 But as long as we could consistently feel good about that price and it felt that it was in our range, it was, it was a much natural, more natural, easy sell. The other part of it, too, is that I could feel more authentic and more in my power knowing what I could do in that amount of time with that amount of an investment. I'm saying all that to say that what you price your pro- programs or what you price your systems at or what you price your individual se- sessions at does, in fact, matter to your self-worth. And sometimes we have to stretch ourselves a little bit. And I know, and Todd might talk, talk about this a little bit more, but, but one of the rules of thumb is that if you have a price right now, that you double that price. And in some cases, double it again. And then see how, how that feels. Is it too far out of your comfort zone? And just decide, you know, what you want to do. Maybe you want to go in the middle or maybe, maybe you want to just stay where you are. But there is a, a stretching that does need to happen. I remember when I did sessions for $35 when I was living in Asheville, and I felt like that's all anybody would pay. But that's not true. Because I also, just like Todd, had a client come to me and say, you do not ever again charge anything below $100. You never charge below $100 ever again. This is what she said to me point blank. And I was a session, uh, which was an hour long. And I said, okay, (laughs) I'll do that. Apparently, I forgot that when I moved to Arizona. But that's beside the point. Is there anything that you have to say about any of those points that I just brought up, Todd? One of the, one of the, uh, uh, I guess two two of the things that I uh, cover in the um, in my program, the Authentic Selling to Clients Certification Course, um, is one learning how to set your price points, um, which is actually a bonus module in the program. So it does walk you through how to set those point, price points so that you are comfortable with what you can charge. And in the program, I start out by telling people don't charge anything less than $75 if you are a holistic business owner in a service-based industry. Um, so definitely there's, there, there's, a, there's a system in there about how to set those price points within your comfort zone and give you a range. Um, also, uh, I also cover in the course how to um, set up your packages so that you know exactly how long to work with a client that is comfortable to you and um, and so that you know um, how to um, how to work with the client within that amount of time. So, like you were saying a little bit earlier, you know the price point that you could sell at that felt the most comfortable to you is is the package that you sold the most of because you felt the best about it. Also, the time frame that you used uh, to to work with the client, like a, a nine pack of sessions also felt really good to you. So naturally, you sold the most of what you were best at and most comfortable doing. You know, nine-pack sessions for X amount of dollars at X price point per session, whatever that was. For me, it was it was 12, 12 sessions, uh, a little bit higher price point, and I really liked uh, the three-month session package cycle. I could do three months of sessions, 12 sessions over three months, and really accomplish what I wanted to accomplish with the client. And that's what I felt best about. So whatever you feel best about when it comes to designing your price points and packages is going to be the very thing that you attract the most. 
So it's imperative to spend some time setting those price points and those packages to match how good you feel about them. Now you can offer different packages at, at different price points. Maybe they pay a little bit more if it's, if it's fewer sessions in a package and maybe they get a little bit more of a discount if they buy a three-month program, for example. Um, but you can definitely, out of those programs, there might be one or two that you feel really, really good about. You should feel good about all of them, but you know, maybe one in there that you really like the most well, that's the one that's going to be the package that has your greatest potential for attraction. And and if you're the most passionate about that, if you feel the best about that price point and working with somebody with that amount of time to give them the best results they can, they can receive in that amount of time. And for you to have the amount of time to do your best to work with someone, then that is exactly the pathway, path of least resistance, as it were, that clients are going to take to get into your business. That's why they're going to get drawn to you. So what we're talking about here is sitting down and feeling your way through your prices and feeling your way uh, through your packages um, to, to design them in a way that does feel good to you and that draws in more abundance. It, you're finding the path of least resistance to let that abundance in. And that's exactly some of the some of the things that I that I teach you in the authentic selling to clients uh, course certification, um, and I I strongly recommend it because it's the path that I took, it's the path that Kira took, um, it's actually the path that we designed actually, uh, because we're both NFs, we're both intuitive feelers and holistic business owners. So how we feel about something is extremely important in order to um, uh, and it's a step forward in business. You know, if we if we tried on a sales model, for example, that didn't make a lot of sense or didn't feel all that great um, or wasn't designed for us, then we would have a much harder time allowing that abundance in. It would suck. So our first number of sessions was relatively low because that's what we were comfortable with. Points were relatively low because that's what we were comfortable with. I think it was 75 or something maybe less, and then as we got more confident offering those and we saw that people were buying them and we felt good about them, then we moved on to working to create deeper results for people. We can only create those bigger packages at higher price points if we had felt good already about creating those smaller packages at maybe lower price points until we felt really confident about that, right? So th those, are, those are some big things uh, about how to you know, use your feelings to get in there. And that that's, that's the important thing to do for a holistic business owner who is an intuitive feeler. Absolutely. So you and, you know, it's interesting, too, that we got so um, nitty-gritty with this. And, and guys, I'm going gl to kind of gloss over this point. It was interesting to see because we had we had a lot of clients coming in at first, and then you know we would lose a lot of those sales because we did not have a system, and we didn't have anything nailed down. But what we noticed is that I tended to make the most sales in the afternoon. We went and just did a report on you know what time of day we I, I made money, <laughs> and and I found out that. Ask two o'clock in the afternoon, two, three, four. Those are my best times. I could sell, uh, I could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves between two and four o'clock. <laughs> but any other time, it wasn't that great. You know, maybe I was tired, or maybe I was waking up for the day, or whatever it was. It just, I just didn't sell that well, even if I was having those sales opportunities. <laughs> and. What we did then is that we scheduled my clients that were going to be either coming back to potentially buy another package or they were being um, sold to a package, sold into a package, and during that time of day. And we would only schedule that block of time. And basically the way that we did it was that I had an intake, and then I would say, okay, your first appointments are, are going to be in during, you know, three, uh, two, three, four o'clock. And so we would only schedule them in that block of time. And then what happened was that I naturally sold 
because that was just where my flow was. That was where my creative energy was. Some of you might be in the morning. Some of you might be later in the evening. And you just feel that, you know, that flow at that time. And it was such an issue. And like I said, I'm going to kind of gloss over it. But you might begin to notice where your peak times are, where you feel confident, you feel sure of yourself. You might feel like it's on a certain day of the week or might be a certain time of that day. But, but keep that in mind because cause this is spiritual selling. This is authentic selling. This is, this is where you feel the best. And we're not saying sell, sell, sell so you can make lots and lots of money. That's not what this is about. It's about how do you connect so well and so deeply to help them know that this is the right thing for them so that you guys can work together in tandem to help change lives because that's what we're here for. We're not here for, okay, I'm a financial officer or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a car salesman or I'm a this or a that or I'm going to try and sell you something you don't need. This is stuff you need. And this is stuff those people need that are in your life that are coming to you. And in that, you must allow yourself to receive at the peak time that you are open to receiving it. And I think that's just a really nice spiritual way of looking at this process of opening up and clearing those barriers to receiving. There's something that, that goes along with self-worth too, and it, it's, it's being afraid that your potential client isn't going to see your worth or see the value in what you're going to be providing them. Do you have some points or, or thoughts on that, Todd? I mean, there, there's there's always a chance that we're gonna feel like like someone's not gonna see our worth when they when they, when they walk in the door. Um, so I think it's important to at least in the beginning to um, to to go around that and make it as easy as possible for yourself. Um, and that to me that means you know setting up a format, setting up a system. You know, whether it's a price sheet, whether it's a, a, a list of questions that you ask or whatever to um, to posture that client and help them uh, help you get what you need in terms of information from that client and, and engage them into a into the process to where they can find out why they're there and um, make it really easy. The, the last thing that you would want, you know, on the complete opposite hand here would be to not have any sort of a system, no method at all. Um, and then you come in, you just have a casual conversation, which a system can be a casual conversation. It just has some structure to it. Um, but, you know, if you had like no guideposts whatsoever, then who knows what kind of, uh, you know, sabotage could happen with, with the self-worth in that kind of thing. I mean, uh, if I had no sort of a guidepost, then it, I, anything anything could happen. I could get sidetracked really, really easy. And, you know, the last thing you, that anybody wants in business, and especially with selling, is to get sidetracked. Uh, it's, you know, you want to be doing the right things and you want to do that, that work and, and work consistently. So um, early on, you know, especially for Kira and myself, um, I identified what those pitfalls were and where we fell short um, on on the sales and, and things like that or connecting with the client and I started mapping out methods to engage them and be able to ask those right questions for example um, regardless of how I felt that day because I had to make money either way had to work my business and I had to do it in an authentic way and what I found was doing doing um, a, 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 a proper method or a system to follow helped me to actually feel better um, by the time I was finished with my intake because I had put my best energy into creating a method or a system that showed me what I needed to do during that intake assessment or that free consult, as it were. And I felt great by the end of it because it wasn't just a free-for-all where I was just doing whatever I felt like that day. You know, I actually had a system that was start, starting to work that pulled out the best from me and the and it pulled out the best from the client regardless of how either of us felt that day. Um, and mm -hmm. to add on, piggyback on what you said a minute ago, um, I definitely agree that 
you know, as feelers, we need to be scheduling those sales ops for the times of day where we do feel that we're at our best. So whenever you feel like you're at the best, you know, if it's 3 to 5 p.m., uh, that's when you're the most awake and the most energized, and that's definitely where you want to schedule your um, your sales opportunities. So that's my yep. answer. That's awesome. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> okay, so here's the other thing that we, we come across as, as one of the biggest barriers. I Maybe I had this one 20 years ago when I first started this, this process because I was still in the learning process of, of learning my craft learning my trade, and I wasn't necessarily in the place to be able to say um, what I'm giving is mine, and this is the problem. It was, this is given to me by God. Why should I charge for it? There's no reason for me to, you know, it's, it's not even mine. It's not mine. I have no power, so I think that everybody should have it, and to whatever consequence that gives to me. It doesn't matter because everyone should have this experience. There's there's two sides of that. One, I think that my ego needed that a little bit. You know, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but I, you know, if I really really look back and, and evaluate my feelings at that time, it's it's um one, it's not taking responsibility for for what happens, you know, in some ways. And also it's like, I know and you don't. I, I have it in me, and I'm going to give it to you. And when we look at ACIM, Course in Miracles, and we talk about the special relationship and, and different things like that, I was essentially making myself special by saying this is God-given and you need it. And not everybody, maybe not all of you guys can go there with me, and, and maybe you, you were more developed than I was at that time, but I know um, that that I'm not charging for my God-given ability, all right? I'm charging for my time. That's it. You know, it's it's that's all. And if if God wants me to continue to do this work, right? Which I'm not. Todd, neither Todd nor I. This is not a sales pitch for doing work with us. Neither one of us work anymore. We have a whole other thing going on. And and really. Um, Todd will probably talk to you more about that program and, and why it was even developed in the first place, it, is that we want to give back what we know so that that there's no healers out there suffering because they're not receiving that money energy, by the way, which is just energy, and it is given to us by that holy component or that spiritual component. So I say all that to say <laughs> that if you have that somewhere in you, I'm not saying it's wrong, and I'm not saying that it's not something that is, you know, not supposed to be there. And maybe you've been doing this for a really long time, and that makes sense for you. That's the right thing for you. I don't want to discount it or discredit it in any way. If it's being used, however, in a way that is keeping you in poverty consciousness or keeping you away from that abundance that is your God-given right, then it might be something to take into consideration. And uh, Todd, do you have anything on that? I do. I think the um, the biggest lie, <laughs> the biggest false belief that people have, and this is also a social belief, so it keeps kind of reinforcing itself um, because people believe it together. Um, but the biggest lie about um, about God um, and, and worthiness is that. If something comes from God, it should be it should be free, All right? So that might stir up some beliefs in people, um, but you are, you know, truly being in God's will means allowing yourself to receive. Um, if if you're if you're not in God's will, then you're not receiving. See how there's a a false belief in there, like mm-hmm. this is from this is from God, so therefore it should be free. Now sometimes mm-hmm. things are free, but um, but there's a short circuit in there when people think that if I feel really good, then that means I I shouldn't be receiving. You know, I I'm only allowed to feel good when I'm giving, uh, not receiving. Mm-hmm. 
That's, yes. that's a, that is a very false belief that is that is absolutely not God's will either. And you can go to Course in Miracles and, and look at this stuff if you uh if you want to. But um it is a huge lie to believe that we're unworthy of receiving. So actually the better you feel this is something every holistic business owner must overcome if they want to be successful in the long term. It absolutely must overcome this. Um, and I, I think they should run downhill directly at this, working to overcome it <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's that important. And that is when you are, when you are worthy, you are receiving. Uh, when you're worthy, you're receiving. Um, if you feel good, it doesn't just mean give. That's easy because there's no guilt and giving because the, because all of our conditioning growing up says, oh, it's good to give. It's good to give. You know, it's, it's, everybody should give. And most people give too much uh, with, with unhealthy boundaries too at the early stages. But, you know, the, the real parts of allowing, uh, you know, God into your life and abundance into your life is allowing yourself to receive. So when you when you work your business consciously enough to get to the point to where you feel good about receiving money uh, and then you work on slowly, you know, raising your prices as you feel more of your worth and feel good about it, that's, that's the natural path to go. It feels against the grain. I get that. I grant you that. It may feel against the grain, but you do want to inch your way there. Um, because this not receiving stuff is is absolutely wrong. It's not true. It's fake. It's based in guilt. It's based in fear. It is absolutely not true. And I still have it. I still have this belief in my psyche. Um, mm-hmm. I've been working on it for, for a long time, but it but it's still there, you know. And and being able to receive means that um, I'm not I'm not guilty. I'm allowed to feel the love of God. I'm a, I don't have to make myself worthy in order to feel God's love. Mm-hmm. I don't have to make myself worthy. There's nothing that it goes deeper here. <laughs> there's there's mm-hmm. nothing uh, in the, the, the ego would have you believe that you have to do something in order to be worthy, but you don't. Um, you just have to allow yourself to, to, to be worthy, to feel good to feel love and, and all things are, are given to you and added unto you and, and, and brought into you. So if you feel that you have to work at something in order to be worthy, then you are usurping God's will. And I know it's a might be a hard thing to hear, um, but this is ultimately where we want to go with, with this thing. And this is right out of Course in Miracles. Um, we, we don't work harder to be worthy. We we yeah. allow to be worthy. We relax to be worthy. We don't have to do anything to be worthy. So when, in other words, when you're really relaxed and meditating or just re- really chill, you know, you're getting into the vortex, like Abraham Hicks says. That's the time to do to do your work uh, when you feel the best. Um, this is all Abraham too. If you're not a course person, I know Abraham is pretty popular these days. Listen to Abraham Hicks stuff. You know, following that path of least resistance is where the allowing comes in. That's where the best ideas come in. When the mind is quiet and not fighting, that's when the inspiration happens because you're in the most receptive mode, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're going to go against the grain, that's going to look like fighting. It's going to look like trying harder. It's going to look like trying to prove your worth. Uh, and that's just, a, that's just a, a cyclical lie. So... Mm-hmm. All that, I'm trying to make this point in a number of different ways to really burrow into the psyche of the people who are listening um, to, to help switch it over a little bit, to help shift it a little bit, um, to, to say that receiving is of God. Allowing yourself, doing God's work should be prized higher than anything else um, out there. And it really takes some, it does take some self-work in order to uh, in order to get to that point, but I promise you, uh, I can I can swear to you on my life that it the, any of the stuff that th- that makes you believe that the better you feel and the more service you are in, 
the less you should charge. That is a complete lie, and it's not true. It is just a web spun by the ego, and um, we want to go. We want to when we feel that belief show up, that lie show up. We want to go hard against the grain. Say, whoa, stop, cancel that, cancel clear. My ego is trying to um, to impose some guilt upon me, and it's being real seductive about it. And it's trying to say, hey, you're, you have to prove yourself um, and you can't just uh, be worthy and receive. Yeah, feeling good and doing the work is fantastic, you know, and that feels so good. And then w- when things do feel really good as you're doing your work, you're getting into the vortex, do you notice how things kind of work out better? Like people want to pay you when they feel good from your service. Yeah. Uh, abundance shows up when when people feel good. If you're out of your vortex, if you're not in alignment, if you're believing poor things about your worthiness and your and your and that that doing receiving money is not godly, then um then then you'll attract people who who also believe that um I should be getting spiritual work done on me uh, for free. You know, it's just going to be a self reinforcing belief. Uh, yeah, that's 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 normal. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. It does not have to be that way. Look at Marian Williamson. She's a course teacher. Yeah, she she started out doing a lot of stuff for free, and it wasn't for the intention of money. It was because she had uh, that 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 desire, that godly desire in her, and she just started speaking. And there wasn't a she was in the vortex doing it. And then afterwards, after a while more of these opportunities came up to speak and to share and then people wanted to pay her and do these things because when people feel value from you, um, they want to give back. When you help them into alignment, they want to give back. Money wants to come to you that way. So that's what we want to be aiming for, right? We don't want to stay stuck in the unworthiness. So. Yeah. All that stuff about, about um, well, this is God's stuff, and so I shouldn't be, re, re, this is God-given, um, this is God-given, so therefore I shouldn't be receiving. Wrong, 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 wrong. This is God-given, so therefore I should be receiving above all else. I should be allowing above all else because it's God's will. It's God's talent instilled upon me. Anything that is your will instilled upon you, that's that's what you don't need to charge for, you know, the, the the trying and the efforting and all that stuff. The stuff that feels the best into your head, feed it into you every day with affirmations. The stuff that is the, the stuff that feels the best, like it comes from God. That is the stuff that you charge for, because that feeling good is the path of least resistance of money trying to make its way to you. So, that is. That is how it works. <laughs> and <laughs> check me check me with A Course in Miracles. Check it against Abraham Hicks and really size up your the lies you've been believing about uh, God-given talents and it being, you know, unworthy of receiving money. That is, it's not wrong, but it's, it, it, uh, I'm not going to say you're wrong for it, but I am going to say it is a short circuit. It is a, uh, it is a lie. And if your business isn't growing the way you want it to, it's because lies like that are in place trying to fulfill themselves in your business. Mm. That's what I got to say about that. That's good. <laughs> right. One of my favorite statements you just made there is is uh, is is money making its way to you, not denying that money that's trying to make its way to you. That's such an interesting visual in my mind. It's a it's a feeling that that just kind of came up in me. It's like there is money, guys, listening to this. Y'all hear this. There is money trying to make its way to you, and you might be in a position where you are causing this, this big X sign going up in front of you going, no, 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 it's God-given. I don't need, I don't want any, I don't want any money, but then your bills aren't getting paid. You're not able to see more clients because you're not able to put food on the table. You're not paying your bills. You know, those kinds of yeah. things that, that are, are keeping you from actually getting to use that God-given talent because I'm afraid to put this paper in front of their face and say, hey, here are my prices. <laughs> and not all of you listening yeah. have this issue, and, and maybe this, this conversation isn't for you. 
but, but just say, okay, here are my prices, then being quiet and letting them figure it out. You know, it, you know, don't talk yourself into or out of a sale. Just, just go, here you go, here you go. This is, what, this is the equal energy exchange at this point, and that, yeah. that's it. And so there, that brings, go ahead, you go ahead. <clears throat> there, were you going to transition to a different point? Yes, but I want you to okay. go, do your thing. Yeah, I was just going to add. Um, there's nothing spiritual about not allowing abundance in. Um, that's another way to say it. Um, there, it, it is, it is, it is spiritual to have money. It is, it is completely unspiritual to be broke and it is completely unspiritual to be making just enough, completely unspiritual. Meaning when you are allowing the, the, the love of God into your life, and it's pouring through you, and you've given up enough of those beliefs about false beliefs about money uh, and and worthiness and things like that, and you know, then um, then you just allow. It just shows up in your life, right? People always say, "Well, uh, I was just doing God's work, and Spirit was speaking through me, and and that that's fantastic. That's allowing. That's allowing." So. That's you, you know, we can allow ourselves to give like that, but we have to let ourselves to receive. You know, what does it look like if, if, you, if you have a great giving hose where you allow all of this spiritual energy to pour out of you, but then there's no receiving coming back? That's not balanced. Don't, all of your spiritual exchanges, you know how people kind of start out bartering and, and doing it. They want to make sure there's an equal exchange uh, when they do services and things. Or maybe you're friends with somebody. Hey, I'll do some Reiki for you if you do some hypnosis for me. How does that feel? Yeah, it feels good. Great. There's some giving and receiving, that kind of thing. Well, what happens if there's no giving and receiving in your own being? Mm. You have a freaking block. <laughs> you have a block in your business if you can't give and receive. Meaning, give it, sure, it feels good to give, but receiving doesn't feel good to receive. Sure, there's the, there's a block in the business. Sure, there's a there's a uh, there there's a, a plateau or whatever you want to call it, you know, or or feeling stuck and not quite knowing what to do about it. These these false beliefs are just things that are that are placeholders. Beliefs are just placeholders. Abraham says a belief is just a thought that you that you keep thinking. Uh, it it doesn't. It's not necessarily real, right? So just let it go. Go go against the grain. If you really do believe that you are worthy or you can get to worthiness, then by God, please start practicing these beliefs knowing that you can get there, knowing that you can get there. If anything that I'm saying feels even a little bit good, that means you're starting to resonate with the truth. If, and, you, and I urge you to, to practice going into that direction um, because you want to be successful, because you want to be giving, because you want to be receiving, because people who can't receive can't be an example to other people, Right? Uh, mm-hmm. If Marion Williamson couldn't can't, can't receive, what well, we wouldn't be looking up to her, right? You got to be able to receive to get to the place where God wants you to get in your life, right? Uh, to get to mm-hmm. that higher level of business success, for example, so that you can provide opportunities to other people. Maybe it's having employees. Uh, maybe it's re- reaching people in in greater numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. stuff doesn't happen. Uh, until we are purified to ascend to that level. And that means finding those blockages and reversing them and dismantling them. The, 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 the crappy thing about the ego's version of success looks like I've got to get to success and I get to take me with me. I get to take the ego with me. But that is not true. That's a lie. The ego cannot come with you into God's definition of success for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to you have to lose more and more in the ego of the ego in order to get to those higher levels of success. You will only be called to higher levels of service to the extent that you can release those false beliefs and that ego. So yeah. if you're stuck if you're stuck in unworthiness, 
and your business has been at the same spot relatively for, for years, if you're comfortable with that, stay with it. No harm, no foul. If you're not comfortable with that, if you're starting to look for ways to climb a little bit higher and you just don't know what to do, these are the things to start looking at. That's what i got to say about that. Awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, when we decided to do this podcast today, <laughs> I had no idea this was all going to come out. And, and it's all very, very real and very true. And, again, know that, that this, is, this is no blame. This is just, it's just looking at things from a different perspective. And whatever resonates with you is right. Whatever doesn't resonate with you is right, okay? You, you're allowed, you're adults. You're allowed to make your choices about what information you want to take and what information you want to leave behind. There's some yeah. things that Todd said to me in the beginning where I just wasn't willing. You know, he would say, we need to raise our prices to $200 a session. I said, no, no, you raise your prices to $200 a session. I'm going to, raise my, I'm going to have my price stay at $150. And, and we had to make that agreement that that was okay. You know, it didn't mean that more people came to me because I was a cheaper rate. As a matter of fact, in many cases, it went the opposite way, where they went to him more at his higher rate and went to me fewer times because it was it was just it was a self worth thing and and I, I just think that it's it's all plays out in a multitude of different ways and you finding your balance for yourself is all that matters. So know that you can always take it or leave it. I would invite you and, and know that when we say things like God or whatever we're seeing we're seeing God from the perspective of something like ACIM or we're seeing God from the perspective of source energy um love creative energy flow that kind of thing so don't get caught up on our words either if you if, if you if you have some kind of a block with that because we're using God is in a, a multitude of different ways and probably in the way that you experience God as well so I just wanted to make a couple of those notes. I think that we've kind of we've kind of covered everything. There is uh, one other piece, but I'm going to hold on to that for a second. We do have a caller on the line, so I don't know. Do you feel open to answering a question if they want to ask? Sure. Uh, in just a second, I forgot to add something. Okay. And go ahead. Yeah. Just a disclaimer. You know, all the God stuff. You know, substitute whatever whatever word works for you. If it's source or, or whatever else. None of none of what I'm saying is meant to make anyone feel bad by any means, because um, we did start off a, the majority of this call saying set your prices according to what does feel good to you, you know. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I definitely went on and on to go deeper and deeper, which which did feel good to me, and I and I do expect to lose some people uh, along the way there, but at least it's there, at least it's out there, and that information does kind of seep in after after a while, you know. Um, a really good definition of of course uh course of miracles that I empl- that I employ here is, you know, spirituality is really just removing it's just the process of removing what is false in you. Uh and just separating that ego out, um, removing what's false versus what's real. The conversation today is is just about removing what's false in you, be it a belief or, or anything else, so that you can ascend to that next level, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's, and that's the intention here, you know. Um, like, like Kira said, you know, don't get stuck on the words. Fo- you know, follow and milk that feeling that does feel good of anything that you picked up here and, and completely just release anything that doesn't feel good. You know, intention is obviously not to make it not feel good to you. Um, but it's not all, it's also not to be airy fairy either. And just, and just, um, uh, placate you with, uh, with, uh, pleasantries and things that kind of soothe you right, right there either. You know, it's, 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 it is to be a little bit challenging, just to um, just to get things, get that energy moving, um, so that uh, you can break out of those cycles that you really do not want. Yeah, so, um, I agree. So that's that's all. Yeah, that's great. And we have about ten minutes left, so I'm going to open the line. And the last four digits of your phone number are eight two two zero. If you have a question, please speak up. If you don't have a question, you just want to kind of remain uh, private. Don't worry about it. So your line is open eight two two zero. 
if you have a question, go ahead. Hi, um, this is Janet. I, I, I was guided to uh, listen to your program that showed up on my phone as a reminder oh, today. Oh, awesome. That's <laughs> great, Janet. It's That's good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, everything that I have been manifesting because I am an intuitive healer and I'm just starting. And so I'm, I'm trying to get through all those feelings and all of that energy that is everything you talked about today. So it was really very cool. I appreciate you guys coming on here and giving that information and, and helping people like that. Very good. Thank you, Janet. Yeah, we're, we're really dedicated to this because we know how hard it was for us and in the beginning and how challenging it is to, to get past and get through some of these things and to, to be able to cut anybody's learning curve is very important because, you know, you guys are meant to really, really change the world, and we want to help you do it. And, Janet, do you have a specific question you'd like to ask or anything no, you want you to know, My only thing is, okay, so I got sick a long time ago, and I was introduced to an energy healer who turned everything around um, and awakened all of my gifts. And nice. so I do feel that need to want to pay someone back the way, and I didn't have any money to give him anything. I mean, I just didn't. If I did, it, I wished I I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking perhaps maybe instead of giving myself away like that, I'm thinking of maybe getting like two objects and mm-hmm. putting them in my workspace and if I'm called, I have two opportunities to help two people that are guided to me and brought to me that maybe mm-hmm. were in my position and giving those out mm-hmm. as yep. a, um, you know, as a session. But I don't, do you give away the whole far? I don't know. Would you give you it know, out? It's like, Janet, it's, that is a, that's a great question. And it's something that I I incorporated in our business as well because I got a lot of free work in the beginning too and I desperately needed it and I had no money and there was no way for me to and it was there was really no way for me to actually repay what these people did for me it, it that's it was priceless so um what I did during when we had our clinic was that if someone came in I it would be a part of my tithing so it would be a part of my giving back and then I would just kind of, not necessarily that God has a scoring system <laughs> out there, uh-huh. whatever, right? But more like, you know, I would say, okay, I, I would do two sessions a month. So two sessions a month, if somebody came to me and said, I absolutely have no money, I cannot do this, but I desperately need it, and was willing to do the work, they showed up, they came in on time, they never blew off a session, you know, whatever it was, I would right. offer them a session for free. And then, you know, a lot of times what would happen is that suddenly they would find money out of nowhere and then they would, they would you know, come back. Other times, right. you know, I never saw them again. But that was okay for me because I knew at least I was tithing that, that piece. And, um, and, and it always came back in another way. So that would okay. be my answer. Todd, do you have anything in that? Again, you know, uh, I would I – would, the – no matter what we've said today, um, every person's curriculum is extremely personalized. So if, if something feels good to you to do, it may not feel good to the next person, but that doesn't mean it's not appropriate to you. So if, if tithing feels really good, you know, definitely do it. I, would, I wouldn't do it forever uh, if you plan to be a business owner, but it might help move you up, you know, the emotional scale, so to speak, so, um, so that you can um, allow more, you know, um, if you don't have money to give back, you can give back time. You can give back, um, gifts, you know, there's other sort of love languages that can happen too. But, um, I, I caution against anybody not saying that Janet's doing this, but I caution against anybody who is, um, thinking, well, I, I might be wrong if I don't give something back at all. Um, that's just the ego trying to rope you back in. And uh, there's, there's, there's no need to allow that. You know, to, if that guilt starts coming up, just say, no, 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 not going here. Where, where is the path of least resistance? What, what does feel good that I can 
that I can do here, that I could give here, or that I can receive here. So there really isn't a wrong way to do it. There, there isn't a, there isn't a right path, a perfect right path for everybody uh, necessarily. I mean, there's definitely some good practices, and we can find them in in books that we resonate with. But it's it's all going to be highly individualized to ourselves, and it's our allowing and allowing ourselves to receive is going to be characterized for us as individuals by just doing what uh, what what does feel good to to receive, you know. So it's 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 really about just checking in with our own feelings and saying, okay, what can I do that that feels good? What can I receive that feels good? Um, we don't have to compare ourselves to these really 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 high ideals that we just can't reach yet. We have to inch our way there, and that's perfectly okay. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And stick with us, Janet. Um, you know, we we have some fun things that, you know, we have free groups and all kinds of stuff. And then we also have some other episodes out there. We just did one, I think, the other day about sales and things, too. So please check that one out or any of these things that we're going to bring up here in a few minutes. And that might help you just, you know, have some good free tools that will help you along the way. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you, and thank you for calling in. All right. Thank you, Janet. So, awesome. And, you know, like I was saying, we we are here just to help to be truly supportive, to be truly helpful. That's really our only goal here. You know, we're, we don't struggle. We don't, we don't have financial stuff. You know, we, I have my, I'm going to have money issues till the day I die. It just comes from being raised by a single mom and not having enough and duct tape fixes every, fixes everything. And, and this is, it's just a part of who I am. And, and I think that there are a lot of healers that have come from traumatic experiences that have changed who they are fundamentally. And, and in trauma comes a lot of that feeling of safety and security that gets really just thrown up in, into, our, into our awareness. And it becomes a lot easier just to say, no, no, I'll just give it away. Um, but this is a part of our lesson. It's a part of our learning. It's part of our growth and development. And to be on this journey as a holistic practitioner and healer, this is something, this is a part of it. This is a part of the learning. It's a part of the experience of all of it. So we're going to just do, for the last couple of minutes, we're going to tell you how to get in touch with us, how to connect with us more, more in a more personal way. We have a group out on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash hsg. Light, L-I-T-E, dot, oh, well, that's it, <laughs> facebook.com slash H-S-G, and that H-S-G stands for Holistic Speakers Guild, which at holisticspeakersguild.com, you can go out there. Todd has a program he's going to be launching at the end of the month or the beginning of next month that is going to be all about authentic selling and helping you really get into your power, knowing what questions to ask, knowing what to do, knowing all of that. And that is going to come up later. It's not something we're super selling super-duper right this hot second because it hasn't even been launched yet. Instead, we want you to get up into the group. You know, it's free. It's fun. I ask you interesting questions every week just to help you connect more deeply with what you're wanting to bring out into the world, your message that maybe it's given to you from God, whatever it is, to help you to become more visible. So we've got about one more minute left. So, Todd, if you want to uh, have any last words here. Yeah, just keep an eye out for the, um, if you're drawn to this, keep an eye out um, at the end of the month of August uh, slash first week of September for the Authentic Selling to Clients certification course, which is designed for holistic business owners who are who are feelers and intuitives. So if you resonate with anything I said, keep an eye out for that. Um, because the first 10 people are going to, who do buy the course are going to get an hour of free coaching with me um, after they've done the course or while they're doing it. And um, if you want to get more uh, one-on-one attention uh, from us, uh, you can definitely go to HolisticSpeakersGuild.com and uh, request invitation to do a, a, a 14-day full-access trial for $1 and have access to everything that we offer, all the speaker training videos, um, which just helps your, sell, your, your sales or if you want to speak in front of people, tech training, business and marketing training, uh, tons of stuff like that if you want to check that out as well. 
and that's it. Awesome. Well, guys, if you're listening live, our recording is stopped, but I just want you to know that we are grateful for you. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you all have a fantastic, amazing day. This is Healers Helping Healers radio show. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.